SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And away we go with Sportsbook Radio. It's our second hour, hour number one on Sirius 204 Sports Grid Radio Network. Now we're on KSHP as well in Las Vegas. From the KSHP studios, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. We start a brand weekend, a week anew with Championship Week, conference basketball tournaments. We'll dive into that. Chuck Esposito, Sunset Station, is going to join us this hour. And we'll soldier on. The NBA will get back on the beam. The NBA All-Star Game? Anything? No. You, me, I watched. I saw two jump shots. You're, you know I, what? I, I hate All-Star Games. I, I hate the, I, I love hockey. I hate the NHL All-Star. I hate them. Well, here's, and here's why. They used to care, Brian, right? When we were kids, they cared about winning the game. They don't care anymore. And so, so, why, so why should I care about watching? And by the and by the way, basketball I'm sick of anyway. These guys, one guy has, and and the other four guys go to the other side of the court, and it's one on one. That's the NBA now. I mean, it's the clear out and the and the pick and roll game. Okay, I mean, but you look at the totals in all these games, right, Stevie? They're all, you know, we said two twelve is like, oh my god, look how low that is. Right. Like the norm is like in the mid two twenties. There's games that are two thirty six and. It's interesting how the cycle has gone in the NBA. Again, when I was a kid, it used to be that both teams generally just got over 100 points, like 104 apiece or something like that. Then we had those bad boys, Detroit Pistons, win a championship, and everybody went to defense, and the games got as I remember Knicks winning games in the 70s. Right? 79 points was their, was their score. And then now, Steph Curry and the Warriors, and, and we've got games you know, the, the, where the totals are you know, 220-ish. So each team scoring 110, 115, and, and sometimes way over that. It, it's just a whole different ball game now. I just, I don't, I, I, I've longed for the days of, of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, who I hated, and, uh, and, and, and Jordan, where they ran plays. There, there were screens. There's give and goes. There's, that, that doesn't happen anymore. I'm a basketball purist. I mean, it was my favorite sport as a kid. I, I watched the games on a Sunday, and as soon as the game was over, it was like the NBA game of the week. That's I mean, that's all you got, right? And I'd run over to the park as soon as the game was over, and I'd, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I'd, I'd mimic Bob McAdoo's weird jump shot or Randy Smith or I was JoJo White. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but backdoor cuts. When's the last time you seen honestly, God, a backdoor cut in the NBA? You not in the NBA. You got to watch a Princeton game. <laughs> to see a backdoor cut. The Princeton offense. They're, they're the only team that's doing it anymore, I'm sure. And unfortunately, we didn't get Ivy League this year. Um, but I, yeah, it's all that stuff. Well, remember uh, Malone and Stockton and how they would work the give and go? That was fantastic. You knew it was coming, and I still wanted to see it. I mean, they, they, they played basketball. This is not basketball anymore. 
The referees aren't calling anything. You get to change well, your my pivot pet, foot. My pet peeve has been going on for 40 years. If these guys are, and they may be, if they say the greatest athletes, yeah. why do they get an extra step? I, I, I One? Yeah, they, oh, no, they, that's fair. They, they get two or three. And uh, Brian, I saw a guy beyond the three-point line. I forget who it was. Now, I think it was a Clippers game. Anyway. The hop, the hop into it? Yeah, and changed his pivot foot twice and then got off the shot. No call. Mm. Hey, by the way, you put up with a lot. <laughs> doing this show. You do. Yeah. Um, but, but every now and again, I do some good things. You're going to give me an award? No, but is it, do I get any full marks for... Throughout this entire pandemic, we had the good fortune of coming in here. So I'm not getting an award? Well, I'll make something up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I mean, what comes with the award? I, well, some of Marie's cooking. Yeah, well, you get that already. All right. All right. But throughout the pandemic, we came in here. And after like, you know, five weeks of this stuff, I was saying to our friends in here, Mark. The general manager. Renee, I mean, I'm like, kids, COVID's not going to get us. The, the breathing the Lysol is. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Now, don't I get I, my... My bacterial hand sprays. This week we're going with eucalyptus mint. Oh, eucalyptus. We've, we've had sunshine lemons. Yeah. It, it's like uh, eucalyptus. It's like, rem- it's like Cheech in in Tin Cup, one of my favorite movies. When they're sitting there and he's doing the jigsaw puzzle, and he looks, he's trying to, and he goes, "Oh, fl- flower." Yeah. Oh, eucalyptus mint. So eucalyptus... It smells good in here, I, I mean, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's a, I, I didn't notice it. You need to spray a little bit more. But but eucalyptus here, is a... Is open a, your eyes. All right. It's <laughs> 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 is, is a, is a boyhood memory from you. My uncle, well, up in Northern California, bought a farm from a Finnish couple. So we called it the Finn Farm. And there were eucalyptus trees all around it. And so anytime I smell eucalyptus, I think of that farm. It's a good memory for me. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm just, you know, I try. I try in small ways to. Very small. Take care of you. Almost non-noticeable. Yeah, now, <laughs> now, and now, apparently, I have to, I got to get to work on figuring out some award for you. Yeah, no, let Marie take care of it. I'm good. All right. We're going to get going. Chuck Esposito is going to join us from Sunset Station when we come back. Off to the races. Sportsbook Radio and Sirius Channel 204. to the sea of stats, averages, and injury reports. It's okay. You found it. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To win, you need a strategy, a plan. You've come to the right place. We're the home of sports gaming strategies and information to give you the winning edge. I mean, we're not just doing this for our health. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you from the KSHB studios in Las Vegas. Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slabshot. Chuck Esposito's about to join us, but... 
A little hockey news here, huh? Yeah. Um, from the Henderson Golden, or the Silver Knights. Henderson Silver Knights, the AHL franchise. Yeah, so tonight's game has been postponed. They were going to play tonight uh, with the Colorado Eagles. And due to COVID-19 protocols affecting the Silver Knights, the game has been postponed. Now, I don't know, you know how much separation there is uh, with these guys on the taxi squad that are going back and forth to Henderson with the Golden Knights. Right. And, but we don't know. The, the problem is you don't know if it's a guy right. who, who came in proximity to somebody or a guy who maybe test positive, and then what does that mean to the whole team? And Yeah, no, I mean, and it, it, and you got to watch. It probably doesn't mean anything for the Golden Knights, but it might. It's you, As you say, now you have to watch. Yeah, we'll pay attention. Very, very close attention to that. Mr. Esposito, Chuck Esposito, Sunset Station, on a Monday. Jump starts our week. Hi, buddy. How was the weekend? It's good, boys. It's always uh, good to be on with you on Monday, but uh, all good. All good. Uh, you sound, you, you just sound happy. <laughs> he sounds happy. I, I told him before the weekend, it could he could have got greedy. I said, Chicago Blackhawks playing three games with Tampa. If they go 1-1-1, one, one, and one, sign the paper, that's a big win for the Blackhawks. Heartbreak in the one game, it, it actually it could have been better than it was, and they had a 3 nothing lead uh, yesterday. But all in all, Chuck, uh, Patrick Kane, uh, he's an MVP candidate. What this guy's doing is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I was going to answer that before you um, before you just said that about the Hawks. I did get greedy after being 1-1. One um, where I thought we could have easily been 2-0, and um, having a 3-0 lead. But, you know, I watched the game with my son, and I, we kind of talked about it. I'm like, you know, unfortunately against this team, um, you know, having a 3-0 lead doesn't really mean anything. And my guess is that they'll, they'll make a game of it. And uh, kind of a tough loss, but a really good learning experience for a young team that had, you know, two, two more rookies on the back end as well, especially after they lost Connor Murphy for half the game. All right, pal. Usually Stevie does this for you, but after that weekend, I got to step up to the plate. <laughs> I'll take it, boy. I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. It was a great weekend. Uh, the conference basketball tournaments are heating up. Uh, here in Vegas, we had the car race, Chuck. How did it pan out? Did uh, were, were people that went to the race, did you, did you see a, a little influx of the, the race fans at Sunset Station? Yeah, you know, not quite what we've seen in the past, guys, but it was good to have some fans there, and you still saw some of the, you know, the kind of the T-shirts and the hoodies and, you know, more caps than anything else, and, you know, a lot of people using uh, the STN mobile app to, to bet out of the track and, you know, making some wagers before they went out there, so it, it was good. You know, I've heard today that, you know, both uh, Chicago and MLB teams are going to have about 20% occupancy, so it seems like it's, you know, at least starting to trend um, in the right direction, which I think is a positive thing. Historically, Chuck, you've got the Daytona 500, but the Vegas race obviously is massively wagered on because you get 60,000, 70,000 people coming in from out of town to go to the race. But, but was it still a very high-handle event? It, it was, B. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's hard to gauge because um, – We've seen, you know, what, what you were able to do in the past, and uh, it's definitely trending um, in the right direction. 
And uh, but you're absolutely right. When you have so many out of town guests here that are able to, you know, attend the race and there's kind of three day events and, you know, you've got cars at, at different locations that people can can uh, do photo ops with and drivers doing more things um, throughout the valley that it really does uh, create more of that hype and buzz. Uh, again, definitely trending in, in the right direction, though. No doubt. And the good thing is Vegas gets a second race in a weird way. I know the Blackhawks are playing well because if they weren't, you and your son might have gone to the car race. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, we've been to you know many of them. I mean, many of the races we we've been to, and always kind of make a day of it and have some fun. But uh, but you're right. That's a great facility out there. And the the funny thing is, if, if folks have never been to a NASCAR race, it, it's it's honestly it's hard to describe because. You know, when they do the crank it up thing on the broadcast, and and it's loud and what you know, but it's like that, you know, it's that kind of noise at the inch. But when you're there, that's the sound that's coming from the inside of the car. When when all thirty five or thirty six of them get shot out of a cannon, Chuck, I mean, your head's rattling. Oh, it it's the one of the most fun things that I've encountered going to a sporting event is like. Uh, when it's you know when they're making that that lap and then it's you know when the when the when the flag waves and they're going out there it is that sounds crazy you know it's it's one of the the few sports too that you, you don't want to be as low you know most sports hey uh, can I can I get right behind the bench or how low can I get on the 50 yard line or can I be right behind home plate or behind the glass here you you really want to be up a, a you know a little bit higher so you can kind of take in the the whole spectrum of the event. Um, and it is fun being out there. Yesterday was a beautiful day, and it uh, looked like all the, the guests that were out there had a nice time. It, it's nuts, Chuck, how loud it I've been there for practice. I haven't been for, for an actual race, but I've been there for practice. One car on the track, and I'm sitting halfway up the grandstands, and I still got to wear mufflers. It's unbelievable. <laughs> nope, I agree. I agree. But, but that's what makes it fun, guys. I mean, it's... Uh, it, it is pretty cool being out there. I've been fortunate that I've uh, got to be friends with a, a couple of drivers. I mean, I was uh, really close with Dale Jarrett when he was out here racing and got to spend some time kind of in the you know, the pit area and the garage area and kind of talk to him and, and guys on his, on his team. And it was uh, it's quite the experience. But just what these guys go to to actually get the car out there on the track is, is remarkable. You know, it's funny we turned this into a mini NASCAR segment, but we were talking in the first hour, Chuck, that the Bristol race on the 28th they were showing yesterday, the amount of where they're putting sawdust down and then 2,000 payloads from dump trucks of dirt onto the track at Bristol. That's going to be really cool. I don't know how you possibly could handicap that thing. And even these races, the guts these guys have, they, they jump in the car, Chuck, and green flag, away you go. There's no practice anymore. I don't know. I don't know how. Know. How do you sit there and floor it and go into the first the first turn in the race with no practice? These guys are brave, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> they absolutely are, guys. But I guess that's what makes it so uh, kind of fun and cool to watch. Hey, uh, we're seeing a little football news that uh, the Eagles are getting calls on Zach Ertz. We're going to have the uh, – you know, franchise tag news by tomorrow. Free agency's coming. Uh, football's going to percolate a little bit here soon. Oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, there, there's so, so many rumblings about quarterbacks. And, I mean, personally, 
I, I know that you know being a Bears fan, everyone's talking about Russell Wilson. I don't think he gets moved. I would make it if I had to put a lineup. I, I'd say there's less than a a ten percent chance, and and I'm being aggressive. I think when I say ten percent, I don't think there's any shot that he gets moved. Personal opinion, I do think Watson gets moved. And I think leading up to the draft, it's going to be super intriguing of what these teams do and how much they value a Trey Lance or a, or a Mac Jones or a, um, you know, a Fields or, or Zach Wilson, where they go, what ultimately happens with guys like um, uh, that are currently on teams, if it's a Sam Darnold or somebody else. You know, it, it's going to be kind of fascinating, I think. And uh, you, you wonder who's going to get tagged and who's not going to get tagged in the next couple of days. But uh, I'm guessing it's going to be Dak, and I think it's going to be Allen Robinson as well. Man, it's going to bear watching. It's going to be good stuff. A lot of cool stuff still to come. Uh, we'll talk hockey. We'll talk about uh, some of the cool baseball props that are available to you on the STN Mobile app. If you're coming into Vegas for the NCAA tournament, make a point of getting to one of the station's properties up to a $500 signing bonus to get the mobile app. Convenience. You don't have to stand in lines. You want to make a second half wager. You maybe make that click. Maybe before a number moves. There are a lot of reasons to get the STN mobile app. Chuck Esposito is back with us for one more segment. Coming right back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio. Sports gaming strategies and information to give you the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. These days, it's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you in Vegas. Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Check Esposito, Sunset Station. Station Casinos, kind enough to join us on a Monday. We're swinging out to Sunset Station later in the week, and we'll see Chuck again. We always have a great time popping out there. And we invite you when you're coming to Vegas, check out the local properties. Think you'll like it. College Hoops, Stevie, I got to tell you, I love Championship Week. Some really cool stuff. Uh, and we bring Chuck back into the equation. Chuck, like the A-10, like I'm a big fan of the Bonnie. St. Bonaventure steps on St. Louis's neck. Probably cost them an at-large bid in the semis. The weird one is that tournament shuts down, and St. Bonaventure and VCU play their championship game next Sunday. That's an odd one. But I'm looking on the STN mobile app, but the Big 12 Conference, seven top 20 teams, Baylor minus $1.40. Uh, but, boy, any one of these teams can step up to the plate. I think there's so many guys that are so interesting right now. I think you look at the ACC, the SEC, um, like he's mentioned, the Atlantic 10, the Pac-12 has like four or five at the top. But look at the Big Ten. I mean, you look at what, what Sparty did over the weekend, and, I mean, God, you just look at like the top five or six teams there. It's going to be fun to watch these tournaments. I mean, I think that, you know, we've talked about it. Championship week is so cool and, and so much fun, and you've got games starting early in the day. I think this year you, know, you have so much parity up and down that a lot of these teams that are kind of seated number one right now, I think could have the could fall 
um, just because of the parity in so many of these conferences. Do you believe how far far the money have fallen with the ACC? I, I know. I mean, I, I know. I mean, Duke twenty to one to win the ACC tournament. No, I know. I mean, there's a lot of schools though that are kind of in that category that we you kind of look at it and you're so you know used to seeing certain teams on the top of the board every single year. I mean, even even look at Kentucky, you know, where their odds are, and and you look at so many of these schools, guys, that uh, you know that aren't the favorite to win their conference, which have been in the past. I think that's you know speaks volumes to what I mentioned earlier that there is a lot of parity going on. Hey Chuck, what uh, challenges does does the pandemic present for you, if any, uh, in this uh, uh, postseason for college basketball, be it uh, the NIT or the NCAA? Well, I guess Phoebe, it's kind of the same as in all other sports right now. I guess it's part, um, you know, uh, information and, and and knowledge is that we're in an information era, and the guests are so so well educated now and, and tuned in that if players are, are not going to be in for some reason, if there's late information coming out, if, if lines start to trend in a certain way, uh, how quickly we have to react to that. I think when you look at the, uh, uh, the tournament as a whole, um, having all the games in, in Indianapolis, and you know, I, I think you're going to have a lot more early start times with the three-hour difference and, and having games on uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is a little bit different as well. So I think there's, there's, there is some challenges and hurdles, but, hey, after last year, we are just excited that it's back. We've got our, our last man standing contest going on. You can expand the book hours for our race and sportsbook kiosks. And, of course, you've got that $500 bonus going on right now for new STN mobile sign-up. So although there are some challenges, it, it's definitely fun and exciting for us on our side of the counter uh, that we're going to have championship week and then, of course, uh, in all indie, uh, you know, March Madness going on, buddy. I love you know the NFL because you know things pop up almost every day. There's something that they stay in front of you. The Seahawks saying, and it's a cap thing. He's due to make 14 million. That they're going to release Carlos Dunlop. Let me tell you something, pal. What that guy did for that team, the way their defense was playing when he went over there from Cincinnati. He was hellacious. I I think clearly you could say Dunlop had a much better year than uh, than Watt did, uh, who just was the big free agent signing. They'll be lining up to get this guy. I would think, guys. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, you don't know what Cincinnati's going to do with with Geno Atkins right now. Uh, AJ Boye, you know, is out there. There's a lot of defensive players. Uh, um, there's going to be some question marks, and and you wonder if this has anything to do with them looking to readdress that offensive line and, and help Russell Wilson. Um, uh, it's been surprising to me that he's been as vocal as he has been, but you know, you wonder if that has anything to do with it. They want to make sure that you know he talked about how many times he's been hit and under duress, that if they want to kind of solidify that offensive line, and, and ultimately what do they do at running back? I mean, Carson is a, is a free agent, and it looks like he's going to leave. Um, you know, is, is somebody on the roster? Do they move outside that box? But I think that could have something to do with the decision to move on from Carlos Dunlap. What do you make of the NFL? Do you think they'll do it? The 17-week schedule, and if they do it, I mean, how big a win is that for you and all the joints around town? I think they will. Um, you know, I think you're going to – the players have wanted to, uh, um, you know, minimize or eliminate the uh, – 
uh, the preseason. I think that it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, with the 17 game season. So I think they will. And yeah, I mean, it's great for us. I mean, more football is, is more football. I loved, you know, the format of the three wild card games, and um, you know, and each day it was so cool for us. It just added a, a whole new element, and it was fun. And I think anytime they can do things like that, I think especially when they're isolated pro football games. It just adds to the overall kind of atmosphere and aura and handle and excitement in the book. I know the NCAA tournament is first and foremost. Um, it's right here. It's upon us. But pretty soon, right, Chuck? I'm sure you guys are already having discussions. Regular season wins. We got, we've got the draft that's coming, but free agency. And just making the determination what are some of the new things you may want to offer, right? I mean, you're always talking about football. Yeah, I think the draft is really key this year, guys. I think we're going to offer more and more stuff. I mean, you look at where it was two years ago and what we were able to offer last year and what we're kind of bouncing around this year. Uh, There's so much intrigue with potentially five quarterbacks in the first round and and maybe five in the first ten and maybe four in the first four or five. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for props and and different things on the board. Um, And I think with the free agency component – uh, you're seeing a lot of these guys released because you're talking about a cap that's going to be, you know, 180 to 185 million, 20 million less than last year. And there was a lot of teams that that have decisions to be made. I mean, I think that that weighs heavily on a on a you know what does Detroit do with Kenny Galladay? What does Chicago do with with Allen Robinson? What does the Cowboys do with with Dak Prescott? And I think a lot of that. Is, is what you're going to see. So I think the potential for, for movement and some big names to get potentially released is definitely out there, and uh, you're going to have to be creative. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of restructuring of deals across the board as well. Chuck, well, tell me how time makes a difference. If you tell me, you know, I'm, I'm guessing here, that if it was four, maybe five years that you've been doing draft props and things that were made available for the draft – but now that this is kind of a constant and part of a routine, as time has passed, easier to generate two-way action and not, hey, we put something new up and maybe run the risk of getting cited on some of these things? Does, does, does time with those offerings, and it's a market that people know is there, does that help the cause to generate two-way action? I, I would say yes and no, guys. I would say um, yes. Because, you know, we, we've learned from, you know, things that we've done in the past. And, yes, because we're able to put more things up now. But if there's anything that is extremely fluid, it is the, the pro football draft. And, and what I mean by that is that there's so much information out there that changes so quickly. We saw it last year with, you know, guys that were, that were flying up and down the draft board. And, you know, there was rumblings that Jordan Love could go in the top five and, you know, that he was, you know, actually ranked as the second best quarterback in the draft. And, and there's so many things that come out. And without the, the kind of same format combine, you're going to see stuff come out for these pro day workouts. And, and we're really going to have to be diligent in, in moving things around just based on kind of what we're hearing out there because I think the guests will be looking at and hearing the same thing. Well, buddy, you remember, I mean, the, the one year, I mean, my God, how time flies. It's 11 years ago. But remember, remember the Raiders out of nowhere? They dropped Darius Hayward Bay, seventh overall. And everybody's like, who? And one pick like that just takes the whole the whole round off the tracks. 
Yeah, but I think more so now because you're in such an information era. But the draft, I mean, if there's, you know, the ultimate poker game, guys, it's the draft. I mean, you hear about smoke screens and, you know, guys who are who are targeting guys. I mean, you can say that kind of occurred a few years ago with San Francisco and Chicago. I mean, Chicago could have sat at three and had their choice of, of Watson or Mahomes. They, they traded up to two for Drabisky. And it all came down to the fact that San Francisco had them believing that another team was willing to trade up and make that move. Um, so there is a lot of smoke screens, a lot of things going on, and I think you're going to see more of that this year because of those five quarterbacks and so many teams that are quarterback needy heading into April 29th. Hey, Chuck, I just want to ask real quick, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are they definitely taking Lawrence or is that up in the air yet? I think they definitely are, Stevie. I just don't see. I mean, I know there's been some guys that have said if it's a, I think it's McShay and and, and Kuiper. They've talked about how good Zach Wilson can be at the next level, and I thought he had a tremendous year. And I think you look at the 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 the, the quality of talent around Lawrence. That you know, sometimes it gets a little foggy because they're playing with NFL guys on both sides of the ball. But I don't see any way right now that Lawrence isn't the number one pick by Jacksonville. Chuck Esposito, the STN mobile app, up to a $500 sign-up bonus for that wonderful product. Chuck, always a treat, my friend. You have a good week. We'll see you later in the week. All right, boys. Always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for the, the, the goal horn. Appreciate it. And I'll see you on Friday. You're the man. Chuck Esposito joining us on Sportsbook Radio. Don't forget, it's lunchtime. John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Tomorrow, buy one sub, get one free. Any size sub. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. There's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid and stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we're going to check out the injury news and notes around the sporting world with Stevie. Brought to you by Uzu CBD Plus, Y-U-Z-U CBD Plus, featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions. And it is the way to manage pain relief the all-natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING, 10% off your first order, and free shipping on orders of $100 or more at Uzu CBD Plus. What do you got, man? Well, not much in college basketball. In fact, I really didn't see anything. And the NBA is on the all-star break, so not much there. But in the NBA, uh, Blake Griffin did sign with the Brooklyn Nets. They immediately went out and bought more basketball. So we'll see how that works out in Brooklyn. Uh, in the NHL, uh, a lot to talk about. Nathan McKinnon has the, uh, the head injury. He's out tonight, but he is skating. He's a possibility for Wednesday. Uh, McCarr for Colorado still out with the upper body injury. Colorado, Brian, they had issues with injuries in the playoffs last year, and that really stymied them. I, I hope they don't go through that again this year. I really want to see this team well, you know, healthy Well, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Stevie, it's, it really is. It's a war of attrition. Every check is delivered with criminal intent. I understand. And I mean, you're not trying to you know, cripple anybody, but believe me, you want to bang them and you want to wear them down. And if they get knocked out of a game, um, so be it. 
Well, you look at uh, Colorado. They had every shot to win the cup last year. They were down to their third goalie. Right. And it was Landis Gog and all these guys that were out. Was, right. I mean, they can win the whole thing, but they're not the biggest team in the world. I just, as a hockey fan, I just want to see them at full strength and, and what they can do. And, the, and you're right. They're, they're not big, but they are, they do have an edge to them. They, they've got speed and they've got a little gnarl. To their game, and sometimes that that, that gnarl does get him in trouble. That gnarl well, can cause. We injuries. love, we both love Calvert, right? Exactly. He yeah. can't stay on the ice. I know. It's because of the way he plays. I know. I know. For Los Angeles, Jonathan Quick has come up with an upper body injury and is day to day. That's not good for them. Cal Peterson has played well, but you want to have both guys in this truncated season. Well, well done. Big word. Also, uh, for uh, for you goalies. knew it. You knew it fit in that sense. Yeah. You have no idea what it means. I, I have an idea. The, what what's the uh, tr- uh, truculent? <laughs> truculent is also a word. Don't and be I, recalcitrant. Yeah, okay. Thank. Well done. <laughs> and I remember. I remember Howard Cosell doing a baseball broadcast. Oh yeah. With with, um, with the catcher for the Brewers and blank Euchre. Yuka, right? Yeah. And he said, and he used it Missed in a sentence. It by that much. He used it. Howard Cosell, in a sentence, says truculent. And I have no idea what it means. And he turns to Yuka and he goes, You don't know what that means. And Yuka goes, Yeah, that's the truck that I borrowed from you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Bob Yuka on the, the Tonight Show? Yes. He'd always go on with, with Johnny Carson. Right. He was hysterical. Yeah. No. Man. What was it about catchers? It was Euchre, Garage oh, They a lot. Yeah. 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 Y- Yogi. Yogi was Yogi fantastic. Was funny, yeah. yeah. All right. What else we got? Oh, Eichel. Your team. I, he, his, he didn't feel comfortable yesterday you, with his neck. At do me a favor. Can you yeah. stop saying that? Stop saying it? All right. Yeah. I, th- I think he's okay. He finished the game, but, but there was some kind of issue there. And then here in town... Uh, Mark Stone with a lower body injury. He left the game in the second period uh, on Saturday, right? And and didn't play the third. So he's a game-time decision. He'll take the skate and then decide if he, if he feels good enough to go tonight. And then uh, this Alex is Petrangelo. The Alex Petrangelo, at the end of the game on Saturday, uh, San Jose went on a power play, and he's, he's on the penalty kill. And he turns his back against the shot. And takes one in the wrist area, hand, could be a finger. He's shaking it. They got pinned in their own zone. He went to the corner. He came back. And during play, he's looking down at it. The puck comes to it. He's able to, because it was his left hand, he shoots it down the ice. Then he goes to the bench. So I swear to you, I see more at home than I do at the game. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I mean, right. it's sad, but true. And. I'm sitting there and I'm scanning before the post game stuff. I'm scanning back and forth and I'm looking at the bench, and he's bent over, doubled over on the end of the bench with the trainer over his shoulder. And after the game, DeBoer comes out and of course, Stone, Mark Stone, right. and, he, and he's like, "Well, you know, it was a precautionary thing." Right. So it's like it almost fell through. It kind of fell through the cracks. So then I, I just said to DeBoer, I said, "Just out of curiosity, I mean, uh, what about Petrangelo? He looked to be in distress. He, he took that shot late." And you don't usually get a lot out of the coaches or the GMs, right? Upper body, lower body, or oh, no, it's nothing. But he said, yeah, he's going to have that looked at. Fingers crossed it's nothing serious. And the only thing I would say to you is he's a game-time decision, and I'm hopeful it's a bruise, and hopefully he gets out there tonight, and hopefully it's a game-time decision, and he's out there on Wednesday. But the fact that he's not out there tonight, I would not – 
rule out that their hand wasn't forced to do any make any moves. I I, I still I'm fearful. I'm I, again. I hope it's nothing. I'm fearful there may be something there, Stevie. These guys, the equipment, they take the pads out of the fingers. I know. They they cut the the they cut the palm out. They don't tape the back of their stick. These guys get two or three guys a year get cut from behind in battles along the wall. In fact, they're always saying, "Watch out! Don't ever get along a battle a waddle along the wall with uh, Nico Hishar." Okay, he's known for this. He stomps down on you. <laughs> And these guys, I mean, Peyton Krebs had the Achilles injury. Right. Because these guys don't want to tape the top of their boot because they can skate so much fat in their mind so much faster. But I'm just saying, the equipment's there to protect them, but their skill set is such they're willing to take the risk. And the fingers, I mean, the league cracked down on the slashing because the just a, a tap on the hands. How many guys were missing time with broken fingers? Right. And and the, it's a shorter glove now, that, so that they can handle the stick better. And that wrist but is that exposed. exposes the wrist. Yeah. And and I that's what I think it is. I could be wrong, but I I think he took the puck to the wrist. And we'll see. There there could be just a minor fracture in there, but that'll cause you to miss games. So again, game time decision for Petrangelo. He'll probably go out and take the skate before the game, and then we'll see how it goes. Uh, Tuka Rask. Uh, left yesterday's game with a back injury. He, he skated off at the end for the extra attacker, but he was obviously impaired uh, with his back, and he'll be questionable for Tuesday. We know that Brandon Carlo is uh, out indefinitely with the head injury inflicted by Tom Wilson. Uh, I think that's about it in the NHL that I, that I know of. Oh, uh, Crosby. What, have you heard anything on Crosby? He, he had the COVID issue, and I'm not sure if he's coming back. So we'll, we'll, we'll just... Uh, Know, know that Crosby may not uh, be back in the uh, lineup for the Pens next game. All right. By the way, Oscar Dansk mm-hmm. did get the call okay. in the first game yes. of the two-game set, which I I thought you'd go either way. Um, so that they do, did it, and then Flurry came back and played exceptionally well he again. Did. So you, got, you were able to get him. That game that was canceled against San Jose was beneficial because he's gotten a little blow here, right? In a in a window, but now you got two at Minnesota, followed by two uh, at St. Louis. Uh-huh. I thought Oscar Dansk actually was fine. He was fine. The first goal he never saw mm-hmm. uh, was a screen through mm-hmm. traffic. Second one uh, was an odd man rush. It was you know it's like whatever's. I'd be in rush in tight wrist shot guy roofed it. Then he got the goofball bounce. Right. And those are a nightmare for goalies. Correct. If you were going to be at all critical of it, is maybe read the play a, a millisecond quicker. It was either cover it or move it. But the puck kind of crawled up his stick and the, the forward just made a great play and just it, it looked awful. I would say it was a bad break. But I mean, okay, that's a goofball play. But yeah. beyond that, I thought he played well. I thought he. I thought also that he played well. There, there was wasn't there one leaky one between the arm and the body. Mm-hmm. I thought that the Flurry would have got. And then and then that last one, I, I believe it was Martinez got a stick on it, so it's causing it to bounce, and it also changed the pace. So now he's in between. Do I stay back? Do I come out? I think if 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 Martinez doesn't get a stick to it, now it's not bouncing, and he can judge better the pace of the puck and decide what he wants to do. In hindsight, yeah, uh, I think covering up would have been better. Uh, but I thought Dansk played well. And do you think, Brian, I don't think on the road trip, but maybe after the road trip that Thompson gets a look 
from the Silver Knights. He's been playing real well there. Maybe they well, call now up. You and, got, now you got this thing they're dealing with. Right, I understand that. But but if all things are good there with the Silver Knights, which which may be a stretch, we'll see. But I, I just wonder if uh, if if everybody's healthy, uh, COVID wise, if Thompson doesn't get a look when they get back home off of this road trip again because he's been playing so well and uh, to give Flurry a blow, and then who knows what's up with Leonard or when he might be back. I'll tell you, we were talking in the first hour about some of the tried-and-true angles that are working in the NHL. Teams at the end of a long road trip, they're checking out mentally. Uh, The overs in the first game of a series and then the unders in the second game, that one is working way more than it does, and it's not flawless. Correct. So history's repeating itself, but there's some newbies you've got to – you know, start to pay attention to. When you're going on a long road trip, you want to get off to a good start. Vegas was able to do that against San Jose, although they had to work for it. Um, there's a new one for you. Okay. All right, we went with the teams that played Utah in the NBA. Okay. And got thumped by Utah. Play on them in the game after. Right. Because it's like a breath of fresh air. We're not playing this juggernaut. Correct. And that went nuts. That was 5-0 and against the spread, 4-1 straight up. And I think I found a new one. Okay. The Islanders are playing great, right? Yes, they are. Okay. Well, they're racking up points. All right. Now, they have won five in a row. Okay. Tomorrow, they're a pick. Boston and the Islanders is a pick. All right. All right. The Flyers played two, quote-unquote, air-quote hockey games at Buffalo. Then went... And Crosby was out, and Pittsburgh beat him. The Islanders just had three pond hockey games against this abomination called the Buffalo Sabres. All right. Now you're playing the Bruins. I don't know. The Bruins is a pick tomorrow against the Islanders? Hello. I'm in. Uh, Halak is definitely starting. He was scheduled to start. I don't care. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And and I wonder, Brian, do you think, even though it's a different team, do you think Boston has a bit of stone in their shoe off of what happened to them against Washington? Uh, maybe, sure. Okay. So I, I I have no problem with Boston at a pick against the Isles. The Isles can't if the Isles score first, that they, 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 they tend to shut teams down. I I don't think I see that I think Boston comes out uh with some energy. And I and I think that they will get the first goal and then it's on. I think I think uh, I think in this first game that you're right that uh, that the Islanders are going to have issues uh, handling Boston in, in Game One here. The season's starting to roll now, Stevie. Finally, finally, these guys got the memo. Maybe it took the coaching change. Calgary and Edmonton. The boys got after it <laughs> yeah, Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. The third battle of Alberta was really the first. Yeah. Did Did you see the scrap at the end of the Florida Carolina game? No, I oh, missed it. Well, that was, was it? fun. That was a nice dance. Everybody was Carolina's involved. playing good. Yeah, they and are. Florida is not going I, away. I know. I've, I've always liked Quinville. I have always liked Quinville. I thought that Chicago made a mistake letting him go there. But, but uh, yeah, Florida's playing well. I like this Carolina team to come out of the East. I really do. The goaltending's the sketchy part, but I, I think it's serviceable. That's a good team. Do you think they go look for a goaltender at the deadline? I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I I've heard Colorado was uh, maybe looking at Dubnik. Maybe Carolina looks at Dubnik. Do you think this trade deadline, the deals are going to go early? 
if teams up north are going to deal with teams down here, you got to make these deals early. That's correct. By the way, locally, Vegas Hockey Island, Steve Karp's going to be with us. We'll come back and put a lid on Sportsbook Radio right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204 from the KSHB Studios in Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your neighbor. And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back to put a lid on Sportsbook Radio on a Monday. Scott Farrell coming up next on the network. Steve Karp will be joining us on Vegas Hockey Hotline. Stevie will uh, be yapping about the Golden Knights, the NHL. And you can listen to that KSHP.com. There's a listen live function. All the shows on my Twitter at Brian Blessing, Stevie on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. All right, Vegas at Minnesota tonight. Vegas about 15, 20 cents on the road. Totals five and a half. Ottawa's at Edmonton. Oilers 235. Total is six and a half. Ottawa coming off the uh, shootout win last night over Calgary. Arizona's at Colorado. Boy, the Az are. Yeah, a little Metsa Mets right now. Dollar yeah. eighty-five totals five and a half. And let's see, Montreal, Vancouver. I want to throw this one at you, buddy. I I got to take issue with this number. Montreal is a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty on the road. I watched the weekend set with Toronto. Demko looked like Demko looked in the bubble. Okay. I think this is a bad number. I, th- I thought it's I... hard to trust Vancouver, but Montreal's like eh, right now. I thought, I, that's a plus price I'd be looking at. I thought I saw Demko versus Price. It uh, is in, in that game tonight. Um, I, yeah, Vancouver's a little on the come, and Montreal has kind of been in a free fall uh, to a degree. I, I don't. That's a tough game for me. I, well, here's the one thing I would throw at you, Stevie, and you've got to look at this stuff right now. There's there's no getting around it. You look at the standings. Vancouver is four four points behind Montreal, who happens to be in fourth. The problem is Montreal's got five games in hand on them. This is a playoff game for Vancouver. Honestly, I mean, they got to go. Pedersen's out for Vancouver, by the way, if that makes any difference to you. Uh, All right. Anyway, I'm just saying the Canucks, Demko looks, we watched that, Stevie. When that guy's on, he's good. And then L.A. Anaheim. About a dollar thirty-five on the Kings. All right, come on. Where are the goals coming from in that game? And then St. Louis and San Jose. St. Louis about a buck sixty on the road. Again, quick day to day. I expect Peterson to start for Kings. Good stuff. We'll do it again tomorrow from Vegas. You have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning.